Welcome again, Pokemon fans, to the Pokecast, where the journey of Ash Ketchum continues. I am Pokemon Trainer Chris, joined by Pokemon Trainer Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Chris. And Pokemon Trainer Eric, who is back on the grid. I felt so poor <laughs> and so alone. This like, Pokedex oh, didn't work for five days straight. It's, oh, it really so, didn't. So we are going to be a week behind for a little bit because uh, Eric did not have access to any of his Pokemon. He, they were all trapped with, with the professor. He couldn't access any of them. He couldn't battle. He couldn't defend his gym. But now he Damn can. It, Oak. Damn it. Damn it all, Oak. But now he can, and he is back. So apologies for the delays, but we are back on track. So... We t- consider this a uh, a week off from our from our shenanery, but we're back. We're better than ever, and we're going to talk about a filler episode of Pokemon that has an extremely important plot development in it that prevents it from being a filler episode because the A plot is super filler, but the B plot is super important, and then. We're going to talk about Ash going for badge number six. We're at the 32nd episode of the series, and Ash is going for badge number six. Of course, the Kanto series isn't really that long. I think it only goes 60 or 60-something episodes anyway. So at this point, yeah, it kind of makes sense, especially considering the Pokemon League is a pretty big storyline. But we took a decent little break in there, right? There were a couple of filler episodes. We got some fun out of it. This is the third episode with an environmental message? Uh, yes, although it's... And it's the second in a very close period of time. <laughs> uh, it is kind of... I mean, it's a good message, but it it's executed in a really dumb way. Yeah. Next episode's going to have Captain Planet in it. No. <laughs> 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 what type would he even be? Captain Ur- Planet? Yeah, because there's not really an Earth type. There's a ground type. He, he'd he be like... He's is, all types put into one. That's the whole point. Is he, gl- like, he Gligar? Is he flying ground? Flying <laughs> ground? Like a Gligar or Gligar, however you pronounce that? I have... When I your powers like... combine... Would Heart be fairy? Yeah. I can accept that. All right. Of course, Heart is the fifth element. That's, so, what, that's what we need now. It's just a Pokemon that's all types. They've actually they've actually discussed that. And they're like, if this Pokemon existed, would it even have a weakness? And they've, they discovered the answer is yes. There is one type that could take still take down a Pokemon made of all types. Do you know what type it is? Probably normal type. Nope. It is not. It is, in fact, rock. You could still defeat it with rock. Okay. That's weird. So Brock's Brock's got this, guys. Just let Brock. He's playing a long game. That motherfucker. (laughs) He knew what he was doing. So, Ash is. Good old rock. It always wins. (laughs) <laughs> this poor predictable Bart always chooses rock. 
And then along came the paper type. Fuchsia Jim. Well, they're trying to get there. But Supposed to be behind this mountain? Uh, we're surrounded by mountains! Oh my god! Don't tell us we're lost again, Brock. Okay, I won't tell you. <laughs> so that's everything that's happening with them. And Team Rocket's sitting down to a picnic. Nice. I kind of feel bad for them this episode. Oh, I feel really bad for them here. Because a huge explosion is heard. And Ash and his friends immediately like panic. And they're like, what is this? And the explosion causes Team Rocket to lose their lunch. Not that they Not throw up, but then as in they physically lost. They physically lost it. The explosion knocked over all their stuff. Except Meowth because he was exercising. Yeah, I'm getting a gut. I feel you, Meowth. I got one of those, too. I got a couple. Of course, I also have to work out to get rid of it. And, well, now that I have an office job, I kind of I don't have a choice anymore. Because if I don't start working out, yeah, it's just going to get bad. Because of the way I eat and the way I live my life. So, yeah, I genuinely feel bad for Jesse and James right here. Like, super bad. All that food goes to waste, man. I know. And James was so sophisticated, he was going to have tea and crumpets. And then, of course, Meowth is like, ah, them's the breaks. Where'd that explosion come from? He doesn't even have sympathy for them. So like, everyone goes running to find out where the explosion is, and they find a road in the middle of nowhere and, like, a million trucks. Yep. And all these holes keep coming up, and the trucks are falling into the holes. By but the way, <laughs> I first thought they were military trucks because that's what they looked like. They, they do, do yeah. Like, yeah. They got the, the covers and everything. No. But then there's Pikachu hears something. Becomes political and throws fucking armies in there and shit. It's people versus Pokemon. I remember that was a uh, that was a big deal. I was watching uh, Lenkara's review of the Power Rangers, and he talks about how it took them until Power Rangers in Space, which is the fourth series, where they actually reveal that the military exists. They're like, really? The military exists in this universe? So they could have done something about all the giant monster attacks on Angel Grove? They wouldn't have been able to do anything about that shit. <laughs> yeah, they giant fucking dinosaurs and shit. Right. Now, if they did, that's a hell of a recruitment strategy right there. Oh, yeah. Don't join the army. You can... <laughs> join the Angel Grove branch. <laughs> Where weekly we have to take care of we have to help take care of a giant monster. I mean that's almost as bad as being in Townsville. Mm. Powerpuff Girls, anybody? Or whatever the fucking town is in Sunnyvale, Sunnydale. You mean Sunnydale? Sunnydale, yeah. Buffy the Vampire that's Slayer. Right. I said a Vale, and then I switched it to Dale. Yeah, they all got... of a sudden there's a bunch of vampires hanging out in this one town. That's why the Slayer arrives. So yeah, Pikachu hears something underground, and it's a Diglett. Diglett! And it smiles at him and disappears. Or, I assume it smiles. It doesn't have a, uh, doesn't have a mouth, so I don't know. And there's this foreman who is absolutely losing his friggin' mind. 
Uh, he Which does... makes sense because uh, I've worked with a couple of foremans and they all act like that. <laughs> it's so true. It's very true, yes. Everything's their fault, but nothing. But they didn't do any of the work. <laughs> They're trying to build the Gaiva Dam. Whatever that is. And they can't complete construction because Diglett keep ruining everything. So... It's so sad. Yeah. This guy is looking for professional Pokemon trainers. So yeah, he pulls what What's-Her-Face did at the vacation place. If you have any ways, you can fucking kill these Pokemon and get them away from here. Yeah, get them we'll, out of here. We'll give you money. <laughs> and who comes to save the day? Yeah, the very first car that pulls up. It's Ash's mom. Wait, no. 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 <laughs> it's... Gary, it's we Gary. Haven't seen, haven't seen other than when he opened the door and hit him in the face. This is like the third appearance of Gary, and he shows up just to talk shit about Ash, and I appreciated that. I talked to my grandfather the other day, and he said, "You ain't shit." That's <laughs> basically what he says. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So they're like, so what are we going to do with all these freaking Diglett? He's like, just get them. They're like, oh, yeah, well, the ground's covered in concrete. And there's all these cracks in it. So, Oh, and, and uh, of course, Brock's falling for all the girls. And the girls are like, ooh, you're old. Yes, sir. It's like, okay, they think I'm an old man, but I am desperate. <laughs> Can I get a phone number, an address, an email even? Because remember, this was 1998, so email was a big thing then. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a big thing, but it was a thing. It existed. Can I get a fax number, please? That was when getting an email was exciting. <laughs> yeah. So they're all, they're all freaking out, and Team Rocket's hiding in the bushes. And they're like, we get a we got to do something about this. And they're like, but we can't. How are we supposed to fight all these? All we have is Ekans and Coughing, and they'd be outnumbered. So what are we going to do? Well, have you ever tried the principle of induced evolution? Like, what the hell is that? So It's, uh, it's the same thing that Vegeta had. He just really wanted to turn Super Saiyan, so he did. <laughs> Except... For trainers, it's you really want your Pokemon to evolve, so it does. You just hand them a rock, and it just happens. <laughs> My favorite is when the, the foreman's addressing all the trainers, and Ash is like, man, there's a lot of people here. Hey, you with the Pikachu on your head. Listen with your ears. He's like, he's like ah, Diglett are parasitic bug Pokemon, and Gary's like, uh, yeah, that's more like a mole Pokemon. Uh, uh, yeah. And he starts talking about how, like, they're the smallest and all this other stuff. Oh, it only weighs two pounds. But together, they can do a lot of holes and fuck things up. Pretty much, yeah. And the, what's funny is that when the Diglett, you see the Diglett next to the Pokeball, it's almost the size of the Pokeball's almost as big as the Diglett. So, 
Diglett doesn't really have to change its size to hang out in the Pokeball. So Gary's just like, I'm going to take care of this. Let's go, Pokemon! And his Pokemon refuses to come out. And everyone else starts throwing theirs out, and they refuse to come out. And the Diglett all politely return the Pokemon to the trainers. And then Ash is like, well, if it's underground, I'm going to use Squirtle. And that doesn't work either. And then they just, like, a million Pokeballs get thrown, and they know who to give them back <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I know. That's the best. My favorite is Misty's like, oh, they're so polite. And Brock's like, yup, and they're also unstoppable. <laughs> he just, <laughs> I love that he just sums it up perfectly. And Pikachu's trying to tell Ash something. Meanwhile, the Foreman's playing Whack-A-Mole. Like, he'll never do it. They're way too quick. They it, it can move in and out of their holes at like the a speed bajillion. of light. Yes. Yeah, a bajillion miles per hour. Literally impossible one. because matter cannot move at the speed of light. Thank you, physics. By the way, who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon, Eric? Diglett? It's gotta be Diglett. It's Diglett. Okay. Oh, wow. No. That's disturbing. Didn't Send you the, the, the infamous Doug Trio fan art. <laughs> <laughs> Those are three jacked up dudes all intertwined with each other. Guys, be thankful this is not a video podcast. We, we wouldn't be able to post it Cause, anyway. Cause, I feel like we'd have to blur out the whole thing. Because Dan is just being very inappropriate right now. Dan has some secret files on his computer that he's. It was the first thing I see. thought of when I was like, oh, it's a Digwood episode, huh? Remember that Doug Trio picture? Well, I didn't remember it, but now I do, so. So, yeah, so apparently Diglett can defy the laws of physics. Yep. And Ash is like, oh, you've been studying. And he's like, yeah, but you haven't. I'm out of here. This is pointless. And he just takes off. And he's just like, and Ash is like, aw. And Brock's like, girls. <laughs> but they still get into, they still get into the hot spring for free. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know this was an Austin episode. They're just like, ah, we got in for free. And Misty's like, but it still doesn't make sense. He's like, Pikachu, what were you trying to tell me about the Diglett? And Pikachu's well, just I, like... Here's what he's going to tell you. The dam is... And of course, it's what you think. The building yeah. the dam, it's going to divert the water and it's going to destroy their home. Literally, yeah. Yep. Because they follow Pikachu... So he can explain all this to them. And find a home with a bunch of Diglett and a Doug Trio. Yep, Doug Trio's plowing the ground, Diglett's planting the trees, although they do say it backwards, which is a dub error. Meanwhile, which this is the best part, they're reading about how to evolve Ekans and coughing. And they're like, well, they evolve because they gain a bunch of experience points in battle. They're like, but they haven't won a battle in forever. And they both start to cry. And Ekans yeah. and Coughing immediately start to evolve. And they're like, it's a miracle. And Meowth is like, no, it's not. It's timing. <laughs> it's literally coincidental. So we now get an Arbok and a Weezing. Yes, as they arrive on the scene. That that oh, it just uh, made me very very sad that scene because I'm I'm no longer gonna be able to go coughing. Coughing. No, now I you know. have to go freezing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be like Arbox. He says Charbok. 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> what the fuck? At least we and wheezing quite literally wheezes. And they do a full they do a full Japanese entrance. I'm just like, well, Ash is like, alright, we could take care of this. Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur, come out! And then they do absolutely nothing because Weezing hits Smog, Pikachu hits Thunderbolt, and then Arbok and Weezing dive underground, and Diglett and Dugtrio beat the crap out of them. Because they have those uh, massive thighs on the legs that they have. Stop. Actually, I don't think poison is that effective against ground types anyway. So, so yeah. yeah. The big battle turns into nothing because Weezing and Arbok get their asses kicked. And the funny thing is they just go to the foreman and say, so this is what's happening. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to not do it then. He kind of he overhears them, right? <laughs> like yeah. talking and he's just like, if we build the dam, their home will be destroyed. Well, I learned a lesson. The project is cancelled. I'm like, dude, you're just a freaking subcontractor working for probably even the state government, maybe even the national government. Oh, and then my favorite part is Diglett and Dugtrio make a literal wave of Earth, and Team Rocket are like, hang ten, baby! And then they scream because they crash into the dam. (laughs) So all that time, Diglett and Dugtrio were able to destroy the dam anyway. They just needed Team Rocket to influence them. Who says Team Rocket doesn't do good stuff? I mean, they're blasting off again. And then Brock's like, hey guys, we're in luck. See that mountain? That's the one Fuchsia City's on the other side on. Cool. How the fuck did he figure that out? Also, how did the Pokemon know inside the Pokeball what the fuck was going on? (laughs) No idea. Context clues. I don't know, is it like I Dream of Genie in there? Can they hear what's happening on outside? I guess so. I guess. This episode would have been more interesting had Pikachu just be like, nah, put me in a ball. Well, because like some of the, some of them actually opened up and they started like the magical thing and then it closed back up. Yeah. So maybe they like opened oh, up and like a Doug Trio was like then it closed back up. <laughs> They're destroying our home. <laughs> well, okay, I'm staying in here then. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing us. <laughs> <clears throat> the big thing that I uh, that I, I that people have pointed out about this episode is that it does create an actual thing with Pokemon where like they can choose to not come out of their Pokeball. So that I'm is sure. a thing. Yeah, and later on you find out that some uh, Pokemon decide ah, I don't need your permission to leave a fucking Pokeball either. Yep. <laughs> yep. Independent woman. That's going to be a really good plot point come next time. So, alrighty, we got a, we got dig those diglet. Like I said, a plot, eh, just an excuse to showcase diglet. B plot gets Team Rocket's Pokemon to evolve, and Arbok and Weezing are around for a really long time. Really around for the rest of time, unless they get different Pokemon. Uh, they do. Eventually, our, there is an actual episode that shows them leaving, and it's actually pretty good, but it's not for a long while. Yeah. Uh, some of the... So, 
when all the uh, trainers are screaming, go, whatever, one of them distinctly says Porygon. So we could have seen a Porygon. But, of course, one of them is distinctly heard saying, go Magikarp. What a dumbass. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You're just hoping that he would get the shared experience to become... (laughs) Uh, would have been great to see. You would have discovered seizure mode right now. <laughs> All righty. So well, that that wraps this episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. The next episode is like, I fucking hate it, but I also fucking love it. It's very strange. It is, but it's a very important too. But I was getting angry, and then they. Pull a last second change in the last thirty seconds. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> it. Actually, next yeah. is the Ninja Poke Showdown. <laughs> so, of course they're uh, they're lost in the forest again. So they're hanging out by a waterfall, and Brock has his Vulpix out, and he's brushing its hair, and he's complimenting how beautiful it is. Susie's a great trainer. And Misty's like, hey, how about a trade? <laughs> how about your Vulpix for my Psyduck? Because Psyduck's just sitting there lapping up the friggin' water from the waterfall. And its headache's getting worse because that's what cold water does to a headache. Which is a real thing, yay, by yay. the way. Yeah, that is true. Worst thing you can do while you have a headache is get a brain freeze. Yep. So they continue on all the while they are being watched by a Venonat. Creep. Good old Venonat. So, Ash and his friends continue walking, and they find a big-ass mansion in the middle of the woods. Of course, Brock's like, it looks like a Japanese restaurant. I'm like, of course it does. They're like, you know what would be great? Let's ask somebody in there for directions. So what do they do? Just walk into the damn house. Because in Pokemon, that's what we do. We just walk into houses. You know what's fun? We got an entire uh, basis of our economy. is based on 10-year-olds doing dog fighting. But they got all this this technology, but they they don't know how to use locks. But that's the other thing, too. In MMORPGs, you can just walk into people's houses and talk to them. Like, that's a thing that you can do. Zelda, Mario RPG. You can smash all their pots. Yeah. And the worst thing they'll do is say something snippy to you if you talk to them. Taryn scolds you in Link's Awakening, and I think that's it. I've literally pulled up a pot and beaten up somebody's chicken in their house and they didn't say anything. So, yeah. That chicken was a bitch anyway. (laughs) So yeah, they're just walking through the house and they're like, ah, it appears to be deserted. So Misty leans on the wall and falls right through it. Oh, it's an old hidey hole wall. Hmm. And Brock's like, this isn't a wall. It's a door. And reveals it. That's no... Yeah, that's no wall. 
That's no moon. That's Majora. I got Dan to watch. We did that on our patron show. We watched Super Smash Wars on YouTube. The, uh, the Flash... It's really pretty much his Flash animation. But the guy tells the Star Wars story using Nintendo characters. And the Death Star is Majora. I think I showed that to you once, Eric. I gotta watch it again. It's great. You, I... I kind of miss Flash videos and Flash games. Badger, 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 badger. You miss that 2000, 2001 internet? Remember no. stickdeath.com? 2001 internet. Fuck, yeah. fuck that 2001 internet. Just the Flash. No, I had I had Time Warner Cable Warner in 2001. Good old dial-up. I remember dial-up. Yeah. I had Net Zero. It costs nothing, but you also get what you pay for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, they find Misty on the other side of the wall, and she's just like, this is ridiculous. And then they see that there's a Venonat, and they're like, there's something behind you! And they're like, oh, I think it wants us to follow them. So, they start following it, and more stuff happens, including... Hidden walls. And hidden floorboards with Voltorbs inside Voltorb in it. <laughs> and Ash almost dies. Uh, twice, actually. First, he almost falls to his death. Because he goes to climb out the window when they get stuck between two walls that were not there before. And then... He's just and like... then he falls off a ledge. He nearly... And then, of course, ninja stars start flying at him. Yeah, then he falls through another door. And gets... <laughs> to the wall with ninja stars and this girl shows up she's like I am Aya and I am a ninja so we're gonna battle and they're just like this is dangerous but Brock's just like you're cute yeah <laughs> so oh Brock they have a one on one match I know Brock Jesus go Bulbasaur use your tackle Stunt Spore! Whirlwind? Yeah, whirl, Whirlwind, which Bulbasaur does not know. Totally <clears> makes <throat> sense. Psybeam! That's a direct hit. And Leech Seed. Leech Seed for the win. And then... Voltorb explodes. <laughs> Voltorb explodes. And Koga makes his grand entrance. And he immediately scolds his sister. And of course, Brox is like, oh, this is your sister? Well, it's very lovely to meet you, sir. <laughs> oh my god, that's so freaking funny that Brock's like, it's like, oh, that you're the brother? I can I can work with this. Yeah. New and... strategy. Friend the brother. <laughs> so he's like, they're like, we want to get to the future gym. He's like, well, that's where you are. Oh, cool. Then let's have a battle. Oh, no, he, he says something like, you cannot leave here until you battle with me. And if you do, you get a soul badge. Ash is just like, yes! And now, who's that Pokemon? Uh, Venonat. I'm gonna guess Venonat. You are correct. So, Ash sends out Pidgeotto. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be a two-on-two battle. This is a kind of key here. So Ash sends out Pidgeotto. Go Venonet! I mean, 
holy shit, Venomoth. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we'll speed this one. He's like, this one's a little more experienced, and it immediately evolves. And stunts... How often does that happen in this show? I <laughs> know. I mean, Abra evolved into Kadabra during a battle. I mean, to, to be fair, to be in the fair. video game, unless you're showing them a stone or have a special item, they level up in a fight right after the fight's over because it's a video game. Yeah, they don't, it doesn't happen during the fight. But as soon as the fight's over... Charmander gets to level 16, but he ain't leveling up until you're actually done. Yeah. I mean, this ain't Digimon. You can't just evolve in the middle of fucking battle. <laughs> Apparently, Venomoth can. So hadn't even started fighting yet, had it? This time, <laughs> like, oh, I don't like you. So you could have started him on an XP just leaving your ball. So we do, we do this time. We do Stun Spore versus Whirlwind from an actual flying type. But to prove that the Venomoth is stronger, it's Whirlwind actually. Takes down Pidgeotto. Gets it with the sleep powder, and Pidgeotto's done. So, Ash sends out Charmander. And... Flamethrower! And then, all of a sudden, another door opens up. And it's the Kabuki show. Kabuki! And uh, in comes the great Kabuki... And Jesse and James do and their <laughs> they do their super theatrical rendition of the theme and promptly trip at the end of it. Cause they're like, but this mansion requires a tradition a kabuki entrance. Like I can't move in this costume. So they're just like, that's it, you'll have to fight all of us. So Charmander. So again, they again, they have one Pokemon each. Even though they've leveled up to the point now where they are a different Pokemon, there's still two against three at the best of times, and yeah. now it's five. <laughs> so I mean, they don't give up. So <laughs> what I what I love about this Charmander and Venomoth attack. Aya sends out Venonat, and they get Spider Man. Because they use their web-slinging abilities to immobilize them. And Pikachu's like, I got this. And then Pikachu gets taken down. Well, so that's a mention that lately uh, Ash has been like throwing out three at a time. I know, right? But not against Team Rocket. <laughs> Apparently we fight fair. Now, against, we talked... Against the terrorists. <laughs> we talked about this on the last episode. Or in the, when we reviewed the last episode. And Eric mentioned that sometimes Pokemon choose to come out of their Pokeballs when they want to. So, Misty yeah. attempts to send out Starmie, but what happens instead, Eric? Sigh. <laughs> Sigh, yeah, yeah. So oh, she, She's like, Sigh, duck, get out of the way. And then Misty does the smart thing. She pulls out another Pokeball. She's like, Star, you and Starmie go, and Psyduck's still in the way. So they're like, all right, Psyduck, what attacks do you even have? So. <laughs> we go through the Pokedex. Attack one, Tail Whip. It's fucking useless. Attack two, <laughs> arm bar. No, nah, we're not going to channel too much wrestling into this show. Uh, attack two is scratch. And he goes to scratch Arbok, and Arbok just bites it in the head. 
And they're like, oh, you're useless. <laughs> and Koga's like, all right, I've got a way to do this. So he pulls a cord. All the ceiling panels break away. Voltorb get unleashed. And Team Rocket immediately reel them all in. It's like 16 Voltorbs. It's a lot of Voltorb. Yeah. And then my favorite part for as much of a dumbass that Team Rocket is. James is the one that recognizes what's actually happening here. Because Meowth is like, I don't know what this thing is, but I'm going to use it to practice my bowling. And James is like, that's a Voltorb. And Meowth's like, huh? And it explodes. Sometimes they self-destruct. Figured it out. (laughs) And then they're like, third third thing that Psyduck can do, also useless. So the Voltorb are being stuffed into a big bag and they're hanging out in a slanted room to confuse their opponents. But of course it doesn't matter because Meowth is still throwing Voltorb at them. And Psyduck just shows up and is just freaking running back and forth screaming. And Misty is just like, God, Psyduck, get back. You're going to get hurt. Is Psyduck's third attack disable? Yep. And confusion. (laughs) And Psyduck saves, gets rid of all the sticky stuff, throws Team Rocket around, and makes them blast off again. And of course, Koga and Aya are both like, that's a great Psyduck, you want to trade? And Misty's like, nope. I've learned to love him in the last ten seconds. And then Koga's like, well, you helped me out, here's your badge. And Ash is like, nope, we haven't finished battling. (laughs) And they actually finish the battle. Yeah, dude, Charmander just eats his face off. (laughs) (laughs) Koga sends out a Golbat. Ash sends out Charmander. And, I mean, it it almost, he gets a, I like the Ember attack. His Charmander just friggin' spins. (laughs) It just lets the Embers fly off his tail. Screech almost does it in, but Fire Spin, which is a badass fire move, destroys Golbat. Ash wins a Soul Badge legitimately. No joke, he won it illegitimately. I know, right? And of course, now Misty's all about Psyduck. For now. For now. For now. This is like the, the start of one of my favorite things about like Psyduck in general. And I love that they utilize Psyduck in the uh, Detective Pikachu movie. There's ticking time bomb! <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a good episode because Ash actually legitimately wins a badge. Which is like added on in the last like 30 seconds of the episode, by the way. Yeah. You're thinking the episode might be ending now, and you're like, holy shit, he got another badge illegitimately. And then, nope, they actually do it. Can you imagine Ash, the first person to accidentally become champion because everybody just fucking gives him stuff? So he and has. And he, like, pulls the same thing in the league. <laughs> like, yeah. He does that, too. He has legitimately won two of his six badges. He beat Lieutenant Surge, and he beat Koga. He actually, I mean, he was going to defeat Brock and Misty, 
And he probably would have destroyed Erica too. Uh, Sabrina's really the big cheat that he got. But even he was like, I don't know if I really earned this. But then Misty and Brock, who both mocked him for the two badges that he got from them, are just like, oh, no, no, you totally earned that. So they didn't want to go back. <laughs> they, they got fucked up. <laughs> twice. They got yeah. made into dolls twice. <laughs> like, you were good. You were taking this fucking bad. Yeah, you I won. You won. You, you got, got this. You... Let's go. Leave this fucking town. <laughs> uh, so he, freaking funny. He saved a, a, a girl's life, her family's life, probably the entire city was under is under her sway in some form, right? So Yeah, she's the Wanda of the fucking Pokemon world. Yeah, dude. Like he probably saved that entire town. So like in a way, like in the most bullshit way, he kind of deserved what he got what he gets there. Sabrina Vision? Sabrina Vision. Oh shit. <laughs> just Sabrina and, and well, I mean and the photographer. Wouldn't it be Abra? And the photographer. <laughs> We've taken our baby pictures too. How oh, stupid can a trainer be? So I also really like that this episode shows Brock opening his eyes for one of the first times because Brock gets hit by the ch- the flamethrower. Yeah, he opens his eyes while he's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And he just goes, ouch. <laughs> uh, good oh, God. Man. So at this point, everybody on the team has been flamethrowered to the face. Pretty much, yeah. They've all been electrocuted. They've all gotten flamethrower. Jesse and James have died multiple times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're just ghost Pokemon now. They're just coming back to haunt Good God. But still, I feel like my favorite flamethrower to the face moment was still Vulpix to Misty. Yes. <laughs> it's just... Bah! It's like, oh shit. And then she bugs out on Psyduck because she's just burned to a crisp. She's like, <laughs> stop being useless and get up here and untie me. So there you have it. Yeah, I understand what you meant when you said you you hated but also loved this episode, because I get it. A lot of weird shit happening. Yeah, there was just too much going on. Like, why is it all traps? Like, dude, you're you're like ninja. You're good enough a ninja with a good enough Pokemon. You don't have to do all this extra shit to be weird. (laughs) Plus, you're a it's you're a wait. People have to come there if they want to continue their Pokemon journey. You're part of their thing. Yep. Next two episodes we're going to review. We have the Flame Pokemon-a-thon, which is a fun fun filler episode that's basically an excuse to showcase a whole bunch of Pokemon at once. Uh, But it's got got some fun stuff in it. And then (laughs) we're going to review the Kangaskhan Kid. Uh, I'll just say it now. This is my least favorite Kanto episode by a long shot. I do not like this episode. But 
it has one of my favorite trivia pieces in all of the Kanto Pokemon series in it. And we'll get to that when we get to that. And then be leery, because after that, the next two shows are going to contain episodes that are not dubbed, and which include uh, The Legend of Dratini, which we'll review that with the Bridge Bike Gang, and then the week after is Ditto's Mysterious Mansion, which we will review with Electric Soldier Porygon. Yeah, which... and according to even Boba P, it's just episode 35. Yeah. Because it was never, these were never translated. Oh, and then the week after that, our holiday hijinks and Snow Way Out, which were both aired completely out of order because of Pokemon, because of uh, how the Pokemon TV show did stuff. And yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole friggin' thing. Because they aired them out of order and then they weren't back in syndication because of Jinx now being a banned Pokemon. So we have quite a lot to to go through here, but then after that, we're pretty much we're pretty much online to just watch everything the way it was meant to be watched. In fact, we actually have a while before we get to the next gym battle. In fact, we're going to meet a Generation Two Pokemon before we get to the next gym. That's where we are right now. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm trying to figure out who it is. I honestly, I'm starting to forget some of these episodes. Uh, who the next gym trainer is? No, the um, Gen Two Pokemon. Oh, uh, you'll remember. You'll remember when we get there. You'll be like, you'll you'll go, oh yeah. And then there's a bunch of episodes in between the final gym and. The actual Pokemon League. In fact, it looks like... Yeah, Kanto ends with episode 80. Episode 81 is the first official Orange Islands episode. So, yeah. And we just reviewed episode 32. So we're not even halfway there yet. To the end of Kanto. But there you go, guys. That was this week's PokeCast. Uh, we'll be back next week with those two episodes, provided that all of our internets are up and working. And I'm saying all of ours because I can't just say Eric's. Because if I do that, then I will curse myself completely. And I just, you know, it's just fucking weird. Because in Florida, you don't lose internet power unless there's a hurricane. Or a car hit a tree or some shit. Mm-hmm. But no. Like, I get it, you know? Right? Like, just... Fuck, man. The fucking power lines up here are, sh are shit. You sneeze wrong, power goes out. It all depends upon when it happened, because, like, we got our buddy Glenn we used to do a wrestling show with. He lives 20 minutes from me? But he lives in an area that was built so long ago that, like, any bad weather, he'll lose power. Yeah. The house I where grew I, up in. Where I've, uh, the longest I've lost power at this house that we've lived in here has been five hours. It's the longest power outage I've had. Yeah, where we live, where I was growing up, the uh, 
we used to lose power all the time. Every bad storm, every every blizzard, just constant power outages. It still happens, too, because my parents still live there. But uh, the place I live in, Pennsylvania, the longest power outage we've ever had was a couple of hours, like what Dan was saying. And that was one of those, like, insanely bad thunderstorms where a possible tornado hit. And just well, yeah, it was like shit, right? all, all of Charlotte had no power. Yeah. <laughs> so, was... like, that's what it takes to knock out the power here, so... Uh, Eric, I know I know plenty of places you can you can live, and my job is hiring. If you'd like to, <laughs> get hey, I mean, I only lost power for uh, like a few hours. It's the internet that was the issue. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, I hear you. But like like you said, you'd rather lose the power. Yeah, then I can fake a camping trip. You know, be like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Let's go make s'mores and stuff. You don't make s'mores when you have electricity. You just look like an idiot. <laughs> I guess. Well, so much for my plans to make s'mores when we're done recording this podcast. Well, I mean, you can make s'mores. It's just you don't make s'mores with an open flame. So, so much for my plans to make s'mores after we can finish the <laughs> podcast. Well, yeah, like in the house, you got to do it like in the microwave. And it's nowhere near as good. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> I canceled plans because don't tell me what I can do with my open flames. Bitch, give me a Bunsen burner right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So, Pokecast coming up. Uh, join us on the Nerd Table. We're going to potentially do our anniversary show. If not this week, then definitely the week after. That'll again be live. People did really like that format. We might look into making that a thing going forward. And I've got some other content that I'm working on. I discussed with these guys before we went on the air. Uh, quite a bit too, so we just have to get around to it and uh, find the time to do it. I am at a new job. Eric's on a new at a new job. Uh, Dan's parents are have a new company, so he's got stuff going on. So it all just yeah. depends on how. We're... I am literally at the whim of a text. Yes, I could be at any moment. I can get a text, and I could be busy for anywhere from five seconds to five hours. There you go. So, yeah, so we all have stuff going on. So we appreciate you guys with your patience and you continuing to support our stuff. And as long as you continue to support us, we're going to continue doing it for you. We'll continue to make it happen. So thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Peace out. Bye, everybody. <laughs>